0: MSP marketing in bite-sized bits. It's easier than you think with MKLink. To get more of MKLink's MSP, MBA, marketing and IT training resources, make sure that you've registered for your account for free now at www.mklink.org. Hello again and welcome to part two of copywriting for MSPs. As a quick recap, last time we looked at why learning copywriting is so important, especially for owners of businesses uh, such as managed service providers that sell quite technical or complicated products and services. So now in this section, we'll look at making a start on planning your sales letter. Obviously, there are infinite ways to write a sales letter. So in this section, I want to ensure that you have a basic structure to work to, which will serve as a framework and as a process. This should hopefully cut down on your time spent thinking about how to present your information and give you more time to work on the content inside it and will give you a template that you can use for the rest of your life, which of course you can modify as you see fit. But before you jot down the main points that you want to get across in your copy and then flesh it out, here's a few general thoughts and principles that you might want to bear in mind to help you shape your thinking. And if we remember our thinking questions, we have, in order, at least in order for copywriting... Who, what, why, how, where, and when. So in that particular order, who, who is our target client? Who are we trying to sell to? Who are we trying to engage with our services? Number two, what, what are the problems that we are solving? Why, why do they need to buy from us? And ideally us and nobody else. How, how do we solve their problems? Where, where can they buy from us and when? When could they or should they buy from us? So starting that with the first one, who? It's essential to know as accurately as possible who your ideal customer is. Now, you can call this person your avatar or your ICP, with your ideal client profile. There's an old adage which is useful to remember. Sell to everyone and you sell to no one. So if practical, think of an ideal client either from your own past clients or even ones that your competitors might have, which you won't. If necessary, just make one up. Imagine them in as much detail as possible. Add as much information to your vision of an ideal client as you possibly can. How old are they? What are their pain points that they face in business surrounding their IT? How many staff do they employ? How tech savvy are they? How patient are they? How tolerant to risk are they? All these questions you need to write down and map out as best you can. So here's a few suggestions that you can use to break down the characteristics of your ideal clients in terms of business sections. The first part of that is demographics. That's things like age and gender and education and their role within the business. Firmographics, that's industry, the location, the size of it, the structure of it, such as whether it's a business or a school or a charity or whatnot. Technographics, that's the solutions that they use. It's their maturity, whether they're early adopters or laggards. Psychographics, that's mindset. That's the values that they have. That's the attitudes that they have. That's their aspirations. That's their risk profile. Behaviours. That's their buying cycle, that's their consumption, that's their engagement channels. You can look at their budget and their purchasing power and you can also identify by commonalities as well. That's commonly held challenges, that's common pain points and opportunities held in your ideal clients. It's probably better if you actually read this part of the section so you can look at the words I've used in these sections and actually map them out. Keeping things simple, and unless you're a startup, you can list out the top 20% of your existing clients, i.e. your best 20% of clients, and look at them, and then start to write out their commonalities. And then once you've built up your avatar, your customer profile, which of course you can improve over time, you'll eventually have your ideal client. As I say, again, start with something, you can keep going back to this, and finessing it over time. Then, whenever you're writing, imagine that you're writing specifically for that person because it makes it easier to relate to them. You can even give them a name if you want to. It might sound a bit odd, but this whole process will help you become clear what are their needs, their wants, their emotions, their reactions, their buying power and their concerns and everything you need to know about them so that you'll be more effective at writing to them. If you're worried that you have multiple client types, multiple profiles, and you almost certainly do, then for now, just start with one. You can worry about the others later. Eventually, you can identify an entire cast of different prospects and write to them individually, each of them with a different offer, or even the same offer, but stated in a different way. So now let's move on to the what. What are the problems that you're offering to solve? And to help you with that, you can start with these 10 questions, some of which are borrowed from Dan Kennedy. Number one, what keeps them awake at night, unable to sleep, staring upwards at the ceiling? Number two, what are their fears and what are they scared of? Number three, what are they passionately angry, upset or worried about and with whom? Number four, list three things that bothers them the most daily or regularly. Number five, identify three trends affecting them or their business or their lives or their family. Number six, What do they really want the most? What's their guilty pleasure? What do they secretly desire? Number seven, how do they bias their decisions? For example, accountants might, not necessarily, but they might be more drawn to facts and figures. Similarly, engineers and scientists, review your target market here, your vertical, and see how they tend to kind of think. Number eight, do they use their own jargon? So, for example, communicating with lawyers will be different to communicating with marketing executives, which will be different to communicating with people who own nightclubs if if you're selling EPOS services or something like that. Number nine, how are other people selling to them? Can you identify who the winners are and who the losers are in your competitors and copy the winners? And number 10, identify what else your target market are investing in and why they are doing it. So where else are they spending their money? The whole point of your sales copy is to communicate a main message, i.e. an offer of some kind. Never forget this, otherwise you'll just drift aimlessly. So it's helpful to have the main message that you want to get across written on one or two lines on a piece of paper whilst you're writing. And this will help keep you focused on what you want to say. So this main message will serve as your compass to keep you looking back. Keep it short and simple and just one line for now. So now that you've identified the who, i.e. your target market, and what, i.e. what are the problems that you're offering to solve, now you can start to work towards crafting your offer to solve it, and that's what we'll cover next time. MSP Marketing in Bite sized Bits. It's easier than you think with MKLink. To get more of MKLINK's MSP, MBA, marketing and IT training resources, make sure that you've registered for your account for free now at www.mklink.org.